the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good to be with you on this wonderful afternoon. It's going to get uh, even warmer this weekend, and that is a lot of fun. I'm very excited about this. It's going to rain next week, though. Back into uh, springtime, I guess that's acceptable one way or the other. It always is good to be with you. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. One of the things that has gone on in media is a lot of media shakeup recently. And you know what's interesting is that behind it all is sort of behavioral problems, probably, or what's being, you know, by different people at uh, CNN or Fox or other other places. And I think that's typical in the workplace. And uh, we don't really know. You know, honestly, if you're not part of the conversation and you're not in the room for different things, it's very difficult to know. So things get pretty gossipy with a lot of these things. Tucker Carlson is one of those people who was let go on Monday and uh, made a lot of news. And he still hasn't made a comment specifically related to why. But he put out a statement yesterday that probably is some kind of preamble into whatever he's going to do next. And uh, I thought I'd play that because it might just generate some conversation with us about this. What do you expect? What kind of news organization would you expect? If you could just shuffle the deck, if you could take all the uh, different news organizations in different ways, television, print, uh, internet, all of that together, and just shuffle the deck and have it come out, what would that look like for you? What would be a a source of media that actually would benefit the people. I guess I'm saying that because I feel like there's so much media out there that just doesn't, that is not about truth-telling. And, you know, it's not about investigative journalism. Like there was this this clip, you know, of President Biden yesterday um, having a press conference, kind of a rare one, but a photographer took a picture of the of what was in his hand And he had in his hand a picture of a journalist from the L.A. Times and her name and a certain order to call on her. And that part's not terrifically unusual. But the unusual part was it appeared to have the question that she was going to ask in it. And the question that she actually asked was a little bit different, not exactly the same, although the same type of question was asked. And people have looked at that and said, is this is this kind of a scam? Are you actually just getting you have the questions in advance? Have you ever seen that in a debate? Sometimes that happened. Like I think at one point uh, Hillary Clinton was given the questions in advance and at one point uh, some one of the Republicans, I forget now who it was, was given the questions in advance by in one of the Republican debates uh, in 2020 or 2016 or one of those years. And it's completely unfair, right? It's, it's just not real journalism. And, uh, you know, I think people are worried about age, right? What does that mean? And it, in whatever might actually be true, whatever might actually be the case, 
the White House said today is that, no, this is a typical thing. We anticipate questions and we write them. I don't think it's typical. I, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way Donald Trump or Barack Obama or George Bush has got – I'm sure they prepare. They have in mind what kind of questions I might get asked. They might have some notes about it. But I, there's something different, right, about about this one, I think. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think so. Um, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. What would it look like? This is what Tucker Carlson had to say. People were, I think, anticipating that he would come out and blast Fox, and maybe he'll do that later. I don't know. Uh, maybe he agrees with what they decided. What the Wall Street Journal said is that he got fired for uh, calling one of the executives a bad name and then doubling down on it, which you get fired for that. Lots of people. There's a million different stories going around that can't all be true for why he was fired. Um, you know, maybe he got fired because Fox lost, a, you know, got settled a lawsuit for $787 million. Somebody's going to lose their job when that kind of money is there. I, but maybe that had nothing to do with it. I don't know. Anyway, this is what he said. I'm wondering what your reaction is to it. Good evening. It's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true, and a bunch of hilarious people also, a lot of those. It's got to be the majority of the population, even now. So that's heartening. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. He stops there for a second, or we'll stop there for a second. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, I agree with, uh, I think, for sure, the, the first part of it. I told, In fact, I think I agree with what he's saying there. I agree that actually most people... I think want the truth. I think most people, most people who are listening right now, most people who are conservative, liberal, Republicans and Democrats, I think that most people actually do want the truth. Like when we have conversations on this show or I have conversations with people in coffee shops or other places, you know, I, I'm that type of guy who I like to strike up conversation once in a while with people. Uh, I have my moments when I don't, you know, want to do that. You know, like you start reading the uh, Sky Mall magazine on an airplane because you don't want to talk to the guy next to you. I've done that before. But uh, sometimes I do want to talk to the person next to me. You know, where you're from, what do you think about things? And uh, as a pastor, that's always an interesting thing because eventually they ask what you do. Right. And they'll say, what do you do? Well, I'm a radio host, Pastor Scott show. Oh, and then they'll stop talking to you or they'll start telling you about, uh, you know, all their relatives who go to mass somewhere. And uh, sometimes, though, you get into a really good discussion about the world, about serious things. I think most people are capable and want to do that. I agree with that. But then what he goes on to say is we don't get a lot of that in uh, television media, that there seems to be an inability to talk about serious matters. And there are very serious things going on. The relationship that we have with China, the Chinese government right now, is is a huge deal. The trade that we have with China, the, the relationship we have with, uh, you know, and all of the different things related to that are a huge deal. We're going to try to electrify our entire military by 2030, electric vehicles only. Did you know that? You know where we get the material for the batteries for those is from China. That's a a real interesting connection, isn't it? 
in all of the talk about maybe we're going to have a war, we have so many different connections and interactions, and we are we are with them. This is this has to get unwound. People should be a little bit more aware of it. Would you like to see this? What would it look like to for you to have a a news organization that you trusted that really did give you both sides to different things? I'm just curious. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. If Jesus were to have a news show, what would it look like? 888-528-2557. Tucker Carlson continued this way. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources. When was the last time you heard a legitimate debate about any of those issues? It's a very interesting topic also. You know, in the emerging emerging sciences, the artificial intelligence thing is huge. There's artificial intelligence now that will recreate voices of famous people. I heard today uh, Kamala Harris gave a speech, I think yesterday or the day before Kamala Harris, where it was another – she gives a lot of these word salad things, right, and where it's just a whole lot of words but doesn't really say anything. I don't know why she's not better prepared. They took some of her speeches, but they created through artificial intelligence Ronald Reagan's voice giving the same speech, and it sounded like it. Somebody took a bunch of things and made Biden have a speech that he didn't give, and it was serious, sounded like Biden, but he didn't actually give it. And if you're listening to it, you would think this is President Biden giving the speech, and they did that just over the Internet. What's going to happen if people take your voice and send somebody you know a voicemail that sounds like it's from you and you're saying some terrible things on it? There's going to be something coming here very soon in the news where somebody is going to be – you're going to hear somebody's voice and they're going to be confessing to a crime or saying something really terrible. But they're going to come out and say, I never said that. But you're going to go, well, I heard you say that. And they're going to say, that's not me. That's artificial intelligence. That day is coming. That day is coming fast. And it'll probably happen to somebody who is uh, you know, famous. It very likely is going to happen in this uh, political season, I think it's going to happen. We have, we're going to have to be a people who get on top of that if we're going to understand the news. And I think this is an important topic to talk about. I'm not saying, by the way, that Tucker Carlson is going to be the person to drive this. I have no idea if he's you know, a, a liar, if he's a trustworthy person. I don't know him. I've never met him personally. Uh, you know, I don't know those kinds of things. But how are we going to move forward? when we don't even know if the voice we're hearing is really that person. I think that's a pretty significant thing. So what if you were to design a, a way to get information that was trustworthy, what would it look like? 888-528-2557. David in Culver City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, David. How are you? Um, you know, I'm good. I've just been working hard doing some traveling. But anyhow... Um, to hear Tucker Carlson talk about what's true, given what came out in the Dominion lawsuit, all the lies and misrepresentations he made, I mean, it's kind of, it's the, uh, it's the height of hypocrisy. But in any event, I don't think you can get much reliable information from talk radio. I think you have to read. You have to read print media. 
Those are long, involved articles that have a lot more facts and give you things to think about. But to ever imagine that you're going to read anything unbiased, anything produced by people, by humans, has to be subject to scrutiny for mm. bias because everybody has a bias. So what would it look like to uh, – you're 100% right about that. So how do we deal with that? Like what would you say it would look like for us to – you know, what does a person who says, and I get this question a lot, David, I get the question, how do we know what's true? How do you figure it out? How do you, you know, for, for your understanding of things, how do you land on something where you say, well, I think that's probably true? You know, God gave us brains to think, to read, to digest information. And what you think is true today may not really turn out to be true. The Southern Baptists thought slavery was justified by the Bible. Right. They don't think that anymore because people change. People reinterpret. People think. So the idea that there's some unassailable truth for most things, I just think is kind of not – it's just you can't count on that. But, but we should pursue it that, somehow, right? We should no, do our best. Ab- ab- yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that requires work. It doesn't require listening to talk radio. It requires reading newspapers, reading magazines. If you can, from both sides of the argument, I try to do that. Yeah. I try to read. I love the New York Times. I read the Wall Street Journal. I read the National Review. I listen to radio when I'm free. Uh, You know, I just think there's no substitute for that. There is no one place that's going to give you in five minutes the truth. I mean, the truth is a vaporous, very difficult thing to get your hands around. It is difficult. Really I think that's... Uh, for most yeah. of the things we're talking about. And one last comment. I mean, and we've talked about this before, Scott. The idea that we... Tucker Carlson is saying we have all these problems that we should be addressing. I couldn't agree more. But all Congress is doing is dealing with... Uh, 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 Biden, Hunter Biden, uh, and TikTok, and they're not dealing with the real problems we have. They really yeah. aren't. Well, and the I think budget, that's, uh, I think that's debt. what he's saying is that we are we are getting distracted by a whole lot of stuff, and we have been for a long time, right? And both sides do it. Uh, David, good to hear from you. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. You know, I think, you know, one of the things, and I, I think it's important for us. I think David's right. You have to do the work. I think that's a pretty good answer for, you know, how do you investigate what's true? And and as Christians, we have to do our best to be the truth teller you know, as best as we can, and then humbly admit when we've got it wrong, which I think also gives you a lot of credibility, right? I think that's something that's missing in the media is that when they get it wrong, you don't get the, you don't get the disclaimer anymore. You don't get the corrections. There used to be in a, in a newspaper, there used to be you know, somewhere in it, you would find corrections and they would print things that they might have got wrong from the previous day or, or another story that might have been a week ago, and they would acknowledge it. Now we just move on. Now we just sort of say, OK, well, we don't say anything. And then you see a lot of back and forth, you know, over the Internet and other stuff is is there. I think he's I think uh, he's right about the fact that you've got to do the work. And I would encourage you to do that. I, I read it all and I read it, though, with a sense that well, I don't read it all. I read a lot. Uh, I read a lot of it. I uh, to much of my uh, my pain, I even pay some of the paywalls. I just do, because I think it's important to try to get both sides. You know, for me, when the left and right seems to agree on something, that that says a lot to me about maybe this is accurate. But how do we get to be more focused on the things that matter the most? Is he correct that we are 
is David correct, Tucker Carlson correct, that we focus on the things that don't matter very much, that we're focusing on not the fact that maybe we're about to go to war, not the fact that the dollar's in trouble, not the fact that gas is $5 a gallon again and going up, not the, you know, there's a lot of big stories. How do we pay more attention to that? 888-528-2557. Tucker Carlson's comments continue this way. It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Now, he's saying that the debates about the big issues are not even permitted. Now, I can't watch all of the news. I watch some of it, but we only get little snippets on different things. We don't get the debates anymore. Remember, there used to be more programs where there were real representatives of both sides. Remember, there used to be, you know, Crossfire. And who was it? It was Pat Buchanan and... uh, how oh, I can't remember who the other guy was, but they used to yell at each other and stuff and kind of say both sides. Or there was the uh, the McLaughlin group. Remember watching that on Saturdays? I think it was on Saturdays or Sunday morning. Remember that guy? Issue one. And he was, is President Biden too old to run for office? Freddie the Beetle Barnes. And then they would say their things. And he would, at the end, he would sort of jokingly give the actual truth. Go, Wrong, he is too old. You know, he would say something. Saturday Night Live. Had to, but it was a, it was an informative show, I thought. Because you had people who are columnists who had different opinions and would argue about different things. And who knows who's right and wrong. But at least you got the sides on those shows. And those shows are mostly gone. You know, you've got these shows where either everybody agrees or there's five or six people on the stage and, or on the platform. And one person has a different opinion than the rest. And it's kind of the token other side. That's gone. See, I think I think that if Jesus were to get us together, now the interesting thing about Jesus is he knows everything, right? He's going to actually tell us what's true and what isn't. And the scary thing about that to me is I feel like if Jesus were to come on our show and he, we were to ask him about any issue, he would give us the right answer for whatever it is. And then I think we would be challenged. As, as Christians, we would be challenged. We would be challenged to stop worrying about all that stuff and pay attention to making disciples. I think that if Jesus were to have a television show, he might just come out and tell us what's true, and we would, with the funny thing is that we would accept it or not. Some people would say, no, Jesus, you're wrong about that. There's Christians who probably would say, ah, Jesus, I don't know if you're right about that. But then I think what he would do is he would say, now, are any of the people in your relational world any closer to knowing Jesus today because we've solved that issue. And I think that's a huge deal for Christians. You know, when it comes to what the world is really about and what we're really called to do, are we really making disciples of Christ or are we making disciples of our way of thinking or getting news? I think that's a huge deal for the church. I think if Jesus were to have his own uh, television network or television news show, He would quickly, because he knows everything, dispense with the news very, very quickly. And then he would deal with our hearts. And then he would deal with people coming to know him. That's what I think. 888-528-2557. Ted, City of Angels, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, thank you for taking my call. I just uh, wanted to respond to what David was saying. I mean, um, you know, yeah, of course we all want to do our research, but it's also an insult to the common man, which, uh, like Abraham Lincoln said, you know, he must have loved the common man because there's so many of us. Uh, it's it doesn't take any any more than a than a, um, a sixth grade ed- education for a person to determine whether somebody's full of hops or not. 
and we've listened to some speeches from Biden, and that's what they make beer with hops. That's what my dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got a little chuckle and, out of that. Yeah. Uh, for him to say that I have to do research to figure out whether this guy is telling the truth or not, really, really uh, shoots all the credibility of David. And I. I pray for him. I know he's got a good heart. He's trying to do the best. He's given credit for both sides, that both sides have done well. But I think he needs to do a little more soul-searching instead of reading up on stuff. Well, I think that, you know, Ted, I would say that there's a lot of room for common sense and a lot of sense that we have when we're listening to somebody. But there's a lot of things that, you know, I think both sides get called out on that it turns out aren't really true, that when you really research it. Right. I mean, there are things that uh, Biden might say that people might disagree with, but it turns out if you study it, it's true. Or Donald Trump is the same way. A lot of things Donald Trump said, you know, people say, oh, that wasn't true, but it turned out it was true later. Right. There's, there's a place where we have to acknowledge that our feeling about something could be wrong. That's true. You know That's what I'm true. saying? And I, I, I agree. I agree with him in, in that respect. And then I also disagree that the uh, a common person, to, you know, homeless people know the difference between another homeless person not act, acting properly. We've witnessed it. I've seen them do it. They say, you're not acting right. And they're living on the street together. So they have a sense of common decency. Yeah. So uh, we have to give credit where credit is due. You know, people are not stupid. I don't care what they do for a living. They, they, they're very, very talented. There is no human being that is stupid on this earth. Yeah. And uh, so I just uh, I like to give credit where credit is due. All right, you know, Ted. That we all can determine a lot of stuff very easily. All right, Ted, I got to go to a break. I appreciate uh, your call. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. You know, um, if you go out and you talk to homeless people, Ted's right. Is that you get, you know, even the homeless people will tell you what needs to be done better with, with homeless issues. <laughs> They've got a pretty, they've got a pretty good insight into uh, how things could actually get better, and uh, when they're honest about it, they're always going to say uh, people need help with their addictions and they need a way to have sobriety. All right, I got to take a break. Pastor Scott Show eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Jerry, just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. (laughs) Welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. (laughs) George Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it. Uh, you know, we're asking the question, you know, how do you know what is true? And uh, we uh, have had some interesting comment about that. 888-528-2557. Let's go to William in Brea. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm fine, William. How are you? Not too bad for a Friday afternoon. Ah, well, you're. Um, it, it's uh, except it's a Thursday afternoon, so uh, maybe you should... Oh, uh, Thursday I know you're excited yeah. about the weekend. It's going to be warm, and uh, church is coming, right? Sunday's coming, but it's only church Thursday. Is coming. Yeah, it's only Thursday I, because I got the day off tomorrow. It's my Friday. Oh, all right, all right. That works. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. The, uh, you know, how can you discern what's truth from, uh, from all of the uh, modern media? Uh, that's difficult, but... You know, to me, the only truth is the Bible. Mm. The ultimate truth is the Bible. 
And you have to be able to discern uh, truth from fiction. But um, having callers uh, say that they read the New York Times, uh, that's that's kind of questionable. They they haven't been on the right side of history since they denied the Holocaust. So I stopped uh, uh, reading them as a unbiased source. Well, I, I think that his point was that he understand he said he really loved it, but I think he knows that they're biased to the left. I think you got to read things knowing yeah. that they got a bias. Yeah, well, if you if you read them that way, you'll you'll quickly discover. I think these days is that eighty to ninety percent of the media, be it in uh, print, quote unquote, or online, is slanted to the left, and that's the that's the problem. Uh, how do we make disciples uh, when our Christianity is under attack? I, I, I have a hard time doing that these days because I'm, I'm, I'm too busy, busy defending myself from being labeled a bigot or a homophobe or, you know, whatever kind of label the left puts out there to criticize people who are not like them. Do you think that do you think that you worry too much about that? I mean, Jesus says that people are going to hate you because of him. Maybe we don't need to defend ourselves on those things. We just need to uh, speak the truth about the gospel. I think that's that's a wonderful point. You hit home with that one. Home run. All right. Thank well, you. Yeah, thank let, you for uh, reminding. Yeah, yeah let me encourage you that way. That, yeah, yeah, just do what the Lord is saying. You know your point at the beginning, though, uh, William. It's exactly right. We need to know our Bibles. That's how we begin to discern. You know what's really going on, and that's the big point. Thanks for calling, William, the Pastor Scott Show. I have a friend who sat down, and he had been saved, and uh, he wanted to grow in his faith. He just sat down and read through the Bible, Genesis through Revelation. Just started in Genesis and kept reading. And he read it a lot every day. It doesn't take very long, by the way, to get through the whole Bible. About three months, if you read for an hour a day, average reading time for people, you'll be done with the whole Bible in a month, in three months. Uh, think about that. What is it? We're going to have May here, May, June, July. By the end of summer, if you just read your Bible for an hour a day, you'll be done by the end of the summer. I think that's an excellent goal for you. Anyway, as he was reading it, he started talking to me about how watching the news changed for him. And it didn't matter what he was watching. It didn't matter what he was reading in the news. He said that as I read my Bible, I began to understand what's going on in the world better, and I began to see the news differently. And it's a profound conversation. He, and he had this many times with me. He called me and saying, you know, I've been reading my Bible. And then I turned on the news and this happened. And he had a perspective of it from a biblical worldview because he knew his Bible. And to make a point on this subject, I think what William said, and I think what my friend experiences, I think this is a big part of the answer. How do you discern what's true? How do you discern when you know there's biases? There's always biases, right? And uh, when you understand the Bible, and you might have a bias going into the Bible and how you read it, right? You got to read it for what it says and, and take some time to study it. But when you just, when you just read it, the story's pretty clear, actually. When you understand what the Bible is, you develop an opinion about what the world is about, and it changes your perspective on a whole lot of things for the better. And it humbles you, it makes you wiser, and it also gives you a lot of hope, even though things are pretty dark right now. Like when you understand what the Bible's saying, you understand where history is going, you understand where history has been, where history is going, then nothing's confusing right now. 
It's exactly what you should expect, that people are exchanging the truth for a lie, that people will rebel against God and his creation and people in particular, that there is a devil, there is an evil one, there is a plan, there is a plan for salvation, there is uh, an ultimate end of the world, and where do you think history is barreling toward? I mean, when you watch TV and you start to see the news and you see what's happening in the world, you know, it may not be happening next week, but it's, you know, it's coming. Why do we care at all about Israel? You know, if you never understood that, that you read your Bible, now you know. Now you know why Israel is in the news. Why does anybody care about that country? You know, economically speaking, this little country in the Middle East, why does it matter so much? Why is there so much conflict around it? Why does every United States president try to resolve the uh, Israeli crisis? You know, every president tries to do that around their third year. You know, so this is what? This is President Biden's third year? Is this his third year? Uh, Yeah. So at some point this year, he's going to step into that somehow, probably, just typically. And the interesting thing is there's they're not really a great trading partner. You know, there's certainly Democratic reasons why we support them. And the only democracy in that region, there's a lot of there's some political reasons why it's important. But the whole world is engaged somehow. Why? They've got some fruits and vegetables they give Europe and, uh, you know, they'll cut your diamonds for you as an export. But another country could do that. The reason why is because it's the center of all human history of where it's been and where it's going. It all comes down to Jesus Christ. It just does. It's just there. See, and at the end of the day, you know that this is what is critical. That, you know, Our work with the churches in, in making disciples and God calling us to love people in the name of Christ, that's what we're supposed to do. I got a clip here from Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. He's our guest speaker at the KKLA Pastors Breakfast that is coming up on May 10th. And uh, you can sign up by going to kkla.com and click the Pastor's Breakfast banner. It's all free, and I'll be there. It's going to be a good time. Pastor's begins at 8 in the morning, and 9 o'clock the, the program begins. Shepherd Church in uh, Port Ranch, San Fernando Valley. Uh, he's our guest speaker. And uh, listen, to, here's him talking about the parable of the sower. Four soils, one's on rocks, you know, one's on a shallow soil. One fell, and then the birds came and ate it up, and only one, one was on good ground. That's only one out of four. By the way, by the way, by by the way, by the way, don't spend your time trying to get crops out of rocks. I ain't got time for that one. I just threw that one in for free, okay? That's a whole other message. I ain't got time for that one. So you got some rocky folk in your life who are never going to see your vision, never recognize your anointing, never see the hand of God. And you spending time and wasting time trying to convince folk who are always convinced that you can't do it. You want to find some folk who will be on your cheering squad. You get some fans to sign up and follow you on Twitter who will say amen when you get blessed and shout when God anoints you. You quit trying to get crops out of rock. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got. That was for free. Y'all got that for free. The destiny, thank you, Lord, that God has spoken into your life. Hear me, people of God. It will always be challenged. The word that God has deposited into you, the truth that God has has deposited into your spirit, listen to me, it will always be challenged. Go back to the text. Watch this. He says, this soil, he says, uh, uh, since he has no root, this seed, He lasts only a short time. 
when trouble or persecution comes, comes, trouble and persecution comes because of the word. He quickly falls away. Look at me. The Bible says it's, it's, it's like a magnet. The, the word of God attracts trouble. The word of God attracts like a magnet. It, it, when you stand on the truth of God, when you stand under the anointing and under the revelation that God has given you, when you stand under that creative idea and the gifts and powers and talents and anointing, it will attract haters. It will attract opposition because the Bible says the trouble becomes because of the word. Now, what you got to do is not be like the brother there because as soon as trouble comes, they run the wrong way. You got to learn how to stand and pat your feet, throw your shoulders back, get sassy in your neck, look the devil in the eye and tell him to shoot his best shot. Because greater is he who is in me than greater who is after me. I shall do all that God has called me to do. I think it's pretty good there. And that's uh, Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. He's our speaker at the KKLA Pastors Breakfast. And you know what? That's some good advice there. Is, you know, the Bible, when we are standing on the word, we're going to get attacked. We're going to get pushback. And you know what the reason is for that? It's because that is where the truth is. That is where the truth is. And for a culture that doesn't really want truth, it's going to hate hearing that. But, you know, the Lord is with us. Greater is he. Uh, We're looking forward to having Dr. Kenneth Ulmer at the pastor's breakfast. He, for 41 years, was the senior pastor at the Faithful Central Bible Church and uh, just retired recently. And so pastors and church staff, KKLA Pastors Breakfast is May 10th. I want to encourage you to be there. I'll be there. If If you are not a pastor or a church staff, would you tell your pastor or church staff about it? Make sure they go to it. It is an opportunity where we can build each other up, pray for each other, and uh, it's an opportunity for us here at KKLA to say thank you for all you do. Go to kkla.com and click the Pastor's Breakfast banner and sign up. We do need to know if you're coming. It's all free, but we want to make sure we got breakfast for you. So go and sign up right now, kkla.com. Click the Pastor's Breakfast banner. All right, Pastor Scott Show, I'll be back. As the Pastor Scott Show continues, stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. Call in now at 888-528-2557. He's a great guy. We're going to make radio great again. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. That was uh, Wilbert fooling around with the, the artificial intelligence. We were talking about that before where you can change the uh, – make anybody say anything. Now, that didn't sound that great as far as Donald Trump goes. I've, I've heard better ones. What do you think about that, Wilbert? Uh, considering I made it in five minutes, not bad. That's not bad for five minutes. Right. Is that it sounds like he's, you know, on a rough day there, uh, President, uh, former President Trump. I think we'll I think we'll work on this and put together a few from famous people to uh, join our show. That is something that is going to become just prevalent. Like Wilbert just did a a intro from former President Trump for this show. I was telling you, I heard a Biden one the other day. It was so good. 
And some of them you type into, right? And the computer just does it. But there's other ones that you speak into, and then it will change your voice to sound like the celebrity or whoever is built in to it. You know, I think that is just a, uh, uh, it's a remarkable thing. What's wrong with that? Well, I think what's wrong with it is that people are going to misuse it. And, you know, I think that's obvious, right, that people are going to misuse it. It's fun for us. We'll have some fun with it. But I think people are going to misuse this at a level that's going to cause harm. And it's one of those things where we're making decisions about technology and how to use it and how to get it out there without thinking about the consequence. And we're just going to have to you – know, I don't think it's going to go away. I don't think that it's just going to disappear. I feel like it's a whole nother level of of law and communication, and it's something that as human beings we're going to have to adapt to, the fact that you might hear a voice that sounds like somebody that, you know, saying something that you think is real and it's not real at all. It, we just live in extraordinary times. All this conversation about uh, Elon Musk uh, putting a uh, you know, computer chip in your head, right? So then I think what it is is you have access to the Internet just by thinking about it. That's coming. That's weird, right? Doesn't this sound like uh, science fiction? Except that it's here. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. I've got a question for you, a personal question, really. Do you graduate from the eighth grade or do you just get promoted from the eighth grade? This is a this is a debate my wife and I have. I graduated from the eighth grade. Like we had graduation, we had the hats, and we had the you know the tassel, and you move the tassel from one side to the other, and we had pomp and circumstance, da 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 da, da. and we marched in the room. We had robes, we had the whole thing, and the parents came, and there was a valedictorian speech, and there was the uh, salutatorian speech, and uh, there was the, all the different things in a graduation ceremony. I remember this. I still have pictures from it. And we graduated. But Christy says, you don't graduate from eighth grade. She never graduated. She must have had some kind of promotion ceremony. And, you know, and we're talking about it because my oldest son, he he is in the eighth grade. And in a few weeks, he's going to graduate or get promoted. I think he's actually having a promotion ceremony. So we're new, new school. I don't know. If, do they have the outfits? Do they do the thing? Do, Wilbert, did you graduate from eighth grade? Yeah, we did. You graduated. Yeah, they did like a whole high school ceremony kind of thing. Just like high school, but it was eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I think that works. But Christy's from Washington State. She says nobody does that up there. No one. I mean, it might be a California thing because I've heard that before. Uh, maybe it is. Did you graduate? If you're listening from eighth grade, 888-528-2557 is the number. Maybe it's just a California thing. Maybe we just another thing to make us feel better. I graduated from kindergarten. Like, we had the robes and everything and the tassel in kindergarten. That was a big deal. They played the music. I remember that, too. Did you graduate from kindergarten? Yeah, I believe it was kindergarten. I feel like after, I think I had like a sixth grade graduation or something like that, too. Really? Oh, I I missed uh, out on the sixth grade grade graduation. I guess because you're going into middle school. Yeah. Was middle school for you sixth grade or seventh grade? I started at sixth grade. Okay, yeah, because that depends on the neighborhood and school district you're in. Yeah. Right in California, some places it's sixth grade, you're in middle school, and in other places it's seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. For me, well, I went to the same school K through eight, but we were considered junior high. We used to call it. 
We, we never said middle school. Was that that transitional period where it went from middle school to – or from junior high to middle school? Yeah, do they even call it – do they call it? I don't think they do. They don't call it junior high anymore. No, they don't. Everywhere I hear now, it's middle school. What happened to that? I I don't know. I'll find that out for you. Oh, yeah, find out for me. What happened to junior high? Probably offended somebody. You know, some guy named Junior. Uh, he didn't like it. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. It's a funny thing that uh, it even matters, but it's one of those – it's just a, a very strange cultural thing. You're not – I think there's a difference, though. There's a difference between – the reason I like graduation, it's a huge difference between 8th and ninth grade, I think. I think that's a – I think that's huge, right? When you When you go from junior high to high school, as we used to say – you go from middle school to high school. Uh, isn't that – I think that's a big deal. I think it's worthy of that. And for a lot of people, you're, you're, you're going to a different school later. It's not the same school. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Jackie in Los Angeles, welcome to Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Um, I was calling to get involved with this conversation about graduation. Yeah, do you graduate um, or get promoted to- from the eighth grade? Yeah, I graduated ah, eighth grade. All right. I went to a Catholic school, St. Francis Cabrini, so I graduated from eighth grade. Yeah, but s- my granddaughter uh-huh. in June is going to graduate graduate from fifth grade. Really, so, from fifth grade? So she's and is she going to have grade. the is she going to have the cap and gown? She's going to have the whole ceremony going on. Wow! Right here in Gardena. Yes, wow. right here in Gardena. All right. So I thought that. I thought that was weird, but that's what they're doing. So <laughs> everything's changing. <laughs> All right. There you go. Thank you, Jackie, okay. for chiming yeah, in on that. Right. Do you graduate from the eighth grade or do you just get promoted? Or or is it sixth grade now? So I, she's having her granddaughter's graduating in the fifth grade into sixth grade. Graduation. 888-528-2557. Cheryl in Inglewood, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Do you graduate from the eighth grade or is it just a promotion? No, I graduated from the eighth grade. Um, I'm from New Jersey, so that's you know where I graduated. So okay, so so in New Jersey, they graduate you from the eighth grade. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, we got a diploma and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got a diploma too. I remember that. It was all wrapped, rolled up, and uh, <laughs> I need to find that. I bet my mother still has that. All yeah, right. we have a miniature diploma. That's what we had. Oh, okay. <laughs> like the high school but you know this a little smaller yep. right all right cheryl thanks for calling all right that that helps that helps us because now we know it's not just a california thing wilbert it is a california and new jersey thing at least in new jersey they graduate so it looks like you graduate from the eighth grade in california and new jersey but not washington state here you go are you sure your your wife just didn't graduate oh what what did you discover no nothing yet Oh, nothing yet. Okay. Yeah, my wife, uh, did. she says the graduation thing is ridiculous. And uh, you, it's funny. I can hear, I can actually hear her eyeballs roll back in her head when I say that uh, James is going to graduate the eighth grade. 888-528-2557. Eric in Chino. Uh, hi. Hi. All right. How does this work? Okay. So I've been uh, teaching for 25 years, all of them in eighth grade. And it is an eighth grade promotion ceremony. Okay, so, so you don't have either. graduation. You have uh, in Southern California. You've been here the whole time in Chino. Yep, here in Chino. All so right. They they do the pomp and circumstance, and they get their certificates. But it is not called a graduation. It's called a promotion ceremony. So officially, it's promotion. But do people just uh, 
do they call it graduation or do do you call it promotion? Because for sure, mine was graduation. Yeah, no, in, in my career, I've never heard it called a graduation. We always just call it a promotion. Sir. Okay, all right. So maybe it's uh, maybe it depends on the school district. Yep. You know, that you're in. Eight, eight, 25 years in the eighth grade, is that what you said, or 21 years? 25 years, yeah. 25 years. And you're, are you still teaching eighth grade? I am. I, I'm teaching, but I've just actually moved up into high school, so I'm teaching in a high school now. Wow, okay. That's a, that's a big change. What do you think? Uh, are kids the same in 25 years, or is it different? Oh, it's it's changed drastically. Yeah, um, yeah. They're still amazing. The the kids are for the most part wonderful. They just need guidance, but uh, it definitely a huge change over the years. Yep, yep. It is all right. Hey, uh, Eric, thank you for what you're doing and for the kids and hang in there. I know it's a it's a challenging time. High school though, the big difference. Yep. Oh yeah. Thanks a lot. All right, Eric. Thanks for calling. All right. I think that that clarifies things a little bit. Probably depends on the school district. Do we do we know why junior high's out? I haven't been able to find a legit reason. Yeah, because it does seem like we say middle school, right? That people don't say uh, junior high. We'll discover this. Tomorrow on our show, we do Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. We like to do that. We, we'll we see if we can uh, discover this for tomorrow and uh, solve this, this question. In the meantime, uh, I'll go see uh, if my wife will agree that it's a graduation. She won't. Uh, it's very funny because uh, to me, I just naturally say James is going to graduate because it's the way it's always been for me. And uh, I think for some, I think maybe if you're a Southern California, but if you're in Chino, it's a promotion ceremony. Uh, I guess that's the way it is. All right. Uh, this is the Pastor Scott Show. You can get the podcast of any episode. I encourage you to subscribe. You can get us on Spotify or Apple, or you can get the KKLA app and just download the app and uh, listen online that way. And uh, hey, this weekend, I'm going to be preaching at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch, same church where the pastor's breakfast is. Uh, and uh, I encourage you to come if you need a church to go to, uh, Shepherd Church, shepherdchurch.com. Pastor Dudley Rutherford, who you will hear on this station in uh, an hour or two, uh, is the pastor there. And I get to be the guest speaker this weekend, Saturday night and uh, 9 and 11 on Saturday night at 6, 9 and 11 on Sunday morning. All right, Pastor Scott Show, open line Friday tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. He's a great guy. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.